This is All Ego, Ethan Page, a weekly toy hunter, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today, takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially during a very busy weekend. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review from AIW's You Know What? I'm Not Leaving. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You're able to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAManeuver.net. Like I said, this is a review from AIW's, you know what? I'm not leaving. Of course, I've already mentioned myself, and this week we have Pam. How's it going, Pam? Oh man, it's going. I'm awake for now. <laughs> uh, like you said in the intro, busy weekend indeed. Holy crap! Today, yesterday, all busy. So busy. Very tired. I, I- promise I'll make sense later. <laughs> I want to say this might be. The quickest a review has ever been recorded that wasn't recorded at the after party because that yeah that very rarely like that's that is the quickest very very rarely is it ever a Saturday or day after recording <laughs> mm-hmm. I think if, if we've done a Saturday it might maybe have been for a Thursday show if if that so yeah this is uh quite early and like obviously too like with it being like a busy weekend it's like we had this show that we're gonna review. There was Toy Hio today, and technically, uh, there was a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, this will be coming out after the Super Bowl, so we don't know who won. Maybe Bengals? I hope not Rams. Let's go go Bengals. Yeah, if this was any other year, I wouldn't care who won between them. I'd be like, that's great both ways. But after Odell Buckham Jr. left the way he did, I don't want him to get a ring this year. If he, he wins one next year, fine, I don't care. But getting it initially after leaving, uh, especially the way he did, it's that uh, that just leaves a very bad taste in my mouth. You and a lot of other people, I'm sure. So uh, hopefully, uh, I'm not eating my words uh, <laughs> when this comes out. And unfortunately, Odell Beckham Jr. is a Super Bowl champion, but uh, we'll see. But anyway, that yeah. Being- and then after that, it's Valentine's Day. Ah, oh, yeah, that you too. Don't even want to- this is just a busy four days all in general. My first Valentine's Day as a married man. Aww. Stacey and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, so it's just Monday for us, and I have the day off. So yay me. Uh, we're planning on getting... Okay, I, I just sat there and said, like, oh, it's our first, you know, uh, Valentine's Day as a married couple. So you're thinking, like, oh, what are you going to do? Something special? No, uh, we'll probably 
get because we have been wanting it lately. We're going to get uh, chicken strip baskets from Dairy Queen, and we're going to get uh, the some Blizzard they have right now that's special. I don't I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Red velvet something or other. I think. I think yeah. I think I think that's what it is. Like that. That's our plan. So yeah. As, as I was just there yesterday. I I think that's what it said. So yeah, it's, it's not. Oh, that sh- sounds that sounds good though. Stacy had a chicken strip basket. Chicken strip basket's the best. I that's. I do love Dairy Queen's food, like their actual regular stuff. Their burgers mm-hmm. are underrated, but God tier for a fast food burger because it's everything a BK burger should be. Mm-hmm. But my absolute favorite. But that chicken strip basket, especially yeah, the one Stacy got yesterday wasn't very big sized chicken strips. So I hope your strips are much bigger than his inch inchy boys. They look like large chicken nuggets. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I think he got the short end of the stick. So I hope hope you guys have bigger strips. And you got to get it with the gravy. The gravy is so good. See, he's not a gravy guy. He, it, I have a hard time getting him to eat anything that's gravy related. I do gravy and barbecue because it's fun. To not go- mixed, right? Oh no, no, <laughs> this isn't. Okay. A, this isn't pizza and applesauce. I was going to say, I know you're fucking weird about food like that, so I figured I'd ask. No, it's it just, I first, when I first ever got the chicken strip basket, I always got gravy. But I ha- I do like a regular, like, chicken strips with barbecue. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have it so, like, I can, I can dip it in either. So it's just give, giving myself a little bit of a variety. No, and then, like I said, I don't mix it together. <laughs> and then slightly off, offered off the topic even more the best chicken strips would probably be arby's and their barbecue sauce uh i wish i wish that was a basket with some fries and toast oh my god that would be amazing i can't remember the last time i've had their chicken strips i'll have to try that but i mean if we're talking fast food restaurants fine but when it comes to like a sit-down restaurant hands down oh charlie's oh christ i don't think i've ever been to an oh charlie's um, I'm, I'm not sure, but I do believe, uh, the O'Charlie chicken strips might be John Thorne approved. That motherfucker knows a good ch- chicken strip. Oh, we'll, we'll have to find out later, but I, I want to say that it, 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 it is John Thorne approved and it to me, like of a sit down restaurant, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been to one because I think the only one we have is in Boardman. Yeah. I have one like right down the road from me. Because everything's like right down the road from you. That's why. Except for Chapel Hill Mall, because that's gone. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, the the building's still there, but well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> won't be one day. But for now, it is. No, yeah, I can't believe the your Eaton Park also closed over that way too. Oh, but they uh, well, speaking of chicken strips, that was recently uh, fully bulldozed, and they built a Raisin Cane's. Oh no, shit. Hmm. Uh-huh. They built a Canes at that Eaton Park in Akron. Yeah, Canes isn't that great. I'll probably get a lot of hate for that one. Losing some followers as we speak. I can feel it. Yeah, I don't like it. Bread's good. I'll eat the bread all day. But fuck the sauce. Fuck the chicken. Fuck your chicken strips. I can actually use that for something. (laughs) Yeah, the bread's the only thing that's worth it from there. I like Raising Canes, but... Hell, since they built this one down, literally down the road from me, I've not, I've not been there. And even since going before that, when they built the one in Kent, 
which is it's been there a number of years. I think I might have only been there five times. And wow. that and that I'm questioning. Like it might not even be that much. When the one in Boardman opened, it was so busy that like we literally couldn't go there because it had like police like mm-hmm. guiding the lines and shit for like a month and a half. And then we just never thought about it because it just even though it was on two twenty four in Boardman and I would drive past the concert, it's just not anything I really thought of. So one day he was like, I kinda want chicken strips. Yeah, let's let's try canes. I was like, Well, I don't want that. That's not something I want to eat, but like whatever you can have it, that's fine. So we went over and we were like sitting there and like it smelled all right, but like looking at it, I'm like, that doesn't look good. You didn't like the chicken, did you? It was yeah, it was whatever. But like chicken was fine, toast tea was very tea was very good, fries sucked. Toast was great, but like he wasn't a fan of like he knows the chicken strip like John Thorne knows the chicken strip. It's like I trust his opinion as well, but like out of that, like I the best one is going to be Arby's always and forever. Uh, Long John, no Long John Silver's in his opinion, mine is Arby's. Oh, yeah, yeah. On that one too. <laughs> I'll I need to retry Arby's, but. I want to say I remember getting chicken from uh, Lon John Silver's before and being blown away by it. Like it's, it's, it's it, it is very good. Like fish. It all tastes like fish to me. I don't know. Maybe because the grease and the one that I grew up with made it taste like fish, but I like everything except for the hush puppy is tainted. Yeah. I need to go and to more crisp, crispy things. I need to go to Lon John Silver's. It's been a minute. We, my Taco Bell is a Long John Taco combo, but they stopped serving Long Johns at like nine. Ugh. Yeah, and then from like nine to three, it's Taco Bell. There used to be a Long John Silver's Taco Bell in Kent, and after I don't know how many years it was there, they eventually took out the Long John Silver's, and it just became strictly Taco Bell. And the crazy Something. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The crazy thing about it is they bulldozed the old Taco Bell that used to be there to build this new one. And the fun story of for anybody who remembers it is it's the only Taco Bell I've ever only fucking restaurant drive through restaurant I've ever been to where their drive through was a phone. You weird. You picked up like almost like one of the the like a payphone style uh, receiver and. Put it to your ear to make your order. That's the weirdest shit in the world. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, so bulldoze yeah. that fucker down. <laughs> Build a brand new one. Yeah. And then, yeah, eventually they're like, you yeah, know, we're done with the Long John Silver's part of this. There was, there's they a, some- I, mm-hmm. I was going to say there was a place in Southern Ohio. I do believe it's called Jeffersonville. One reason why I love it okay. is, is there's literally like a bunch of there's a couple of truck stops at this exit. There's a McDonald's with a truck parking. And then like, there's also like, it's in between two restaurants. It's a, let's see if I can get this right. I believe it's a Lawn John Silver's Taco Bell and an A&W KFC. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. The truck parking was right in the middle. I used to love stopping there because number one, ample parking there. You, if you go at the right time, you're going to find it somewhere. But I knew like I could go hit four restaurants up between two buildings so 
are you sure it wasn't a Long John's A and W and a Taco Bell KFC? I'm sure because actually it was actually too. It, it was A and W KFC buffet. That's so. That's so weird. The only reason why I asked because back home, over in Western PA, over in Rochester, the Long Johns is an A and W. And I was like, that, that'd be so weird if that was like the same thing. And he just said it backwards. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then like in Chippewa, it used to be a Taco Bell KFC. And then I can't remember if they tore down the Taco Bell completely and built the KFC there. But like where the Taco Bell was, it's not a KFC. And then there was a fucking stupid like car wash or something. That used to be just a little bit further down from right there on the same piece of land, essentially. And they put a brand new Taco Bell there. And it's nice, but like the Taco Bell that was the OG still had the 90s aesthetic. And when they got rid, they, they got rid of everything. And I'm like, no, my childhood. I, I want to repeat what I said. And A&W KFC Buffet. Yeah, that's the that I've just never even heard of. Like, I don't even know how you would do that. Yeah, would it just be like the KFC buffet, and then you just order A and W or both? Or? If I if I'm correct, if that's what it was, because the it's the A and W part, and then there are KFCs out there. It seems like none in our area, but I I've seen signs elsewhere in different states that is a KFC buffet. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I have a classic Pizza Hut here in town, and they do the buffet. That's like my only buffet thing that I have. That's not Chinese. <laughs> Before we start to actually review uh, this this show, yes. but I want to I want to bring up something. This is my own like kind of like hot take. I don't mm. I don't mind restaurants and businesses like updating like modernizing stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like the smart thing would be to keep some old restaurants scattered that you don't touch yeah so if i because let's say like okay i I grew up in for those who don't know i grew up in a small town called redstown and like that mcdonald's was like barely touched for years it was it was built in uh the late 80s and they didn't start to go in and touch anything until the past five six years or so maybe a little bit more but still but still it was like well, the outside looks somewhat the same. They've changed certain things here and there, but like if you would keep the like some ones that like you remember from the nineties, like scattered mm-hmm. here and there, like it would be like refreshing, dude. Like you would drive is that did they not touch that motherfucker? I gotta go in here. I'll 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 get me a Big Mac or something. Like I need to see this because I haven't seen a regular McDonald's that I grew up with in forever. And now you have like Burger King going like Oh yeah, remember that that logo we had in the eighties and nineties? We're bringing it back, and it's like, oh yeah, and even like Pizza Hut's doing it too. Like, yeah, we're gonna go back to our old look. Oh, imagine, mm-hmm. imagine if you had these like Pizza Huts scattered that you didn't touch. Like, those would be kind of yeah. You cool. would have sa- saved your you would have saved yourself all that money too, because now you're transforming old ones back or new ones back into that. It's like, but you, can- I totally, I totally get what you're saying though. Like, I feel you a hundred percent. Like. The sad McDonald's is that we have now. Finding a random happy one somewhere would be nice. An old, an old nineties Taco Bell. Oh, back when just to see that, just to see that teal and hot pink (laughs) together again, splash purple. 
back when like five dollars got you 20 tacos jesus christ i miss those days <laughs> probably that's probably how i got fat i used to eat a lot of taco bell and you i don't want to say it used to be the best i still like it but it was that like oh we don't have a lot of money oh we can spend a lot of money like we can spend very little money and get a lot of food going to taco bell and now like mm-hmm. now it's like you're spending regular prices yeah, that's why I ordered that five dollar box because why am I paying seven dollars for a crunch nut meal when I can get the five dollar box and get like potatoes and a burrito and cinnamon or not cinnamon and a drink for five bucks? Yeah. All right. So, so we have this show, but is there anything that we want to talk about, like uh, Toy Hio? Because that's like one thing I did want to like touch on. Because like crazy fucking day, uh, <laughs> cr- uh parking, parking just. The parking lot was fucked. Like I, I, I was debating on making a joke on uh, social media. I can't do it on my Twitter because like my tweets are currently private. But like just kind of like saying like, oh, uh, I don't, I don't know what time Toy High was, o- was over, but I'm still trying to find a parking spot. <laughs> well, something along those lines. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Aside from weirdness with that because of the snow, that that fucked everything up. But we managed to make it through that. And just starting the day working the table for me, starting the day working the table with Bree and Stacy, to then managing Garlet's autograph line, then managing the slew of boys at the table line. That that was kind of crazy to me. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. And I'm glad that Rick pulled me and had me help. Like I had a great time doing it. And- I hope that he lets me do more in the future with him, but um, getting through all these people, there were so many people there today and just Mm -hmm. like seeing everybody and everybody having a good time. Like we all had a great time last night, but like everybody having a good time today too, was just like really nice to see. And the whole day just was nice. Like all the guests had a good time from what I could tell. Scarlet is so nice. So nice, dude. Like, I did not expect it because, like, pretty people are so mean, and she was such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. She even did the thing of, which I don't know if it's like, you know, just proper training uh, in her life of just how to handle people. But when I got my picture with her, two things that she did, I was just like, I know this is kind of like good etiquette, but the fact that you don't hear it from everybody, I think is like, kind of t- maybe telling her like it's definitely a good sign of uh after the picture was done she said like if you like do you want to look at it to see if it's good which that's big yeah. because you know yeah. the picture could be bad like i could be blinking like something like like hey make sure you're good with it because obviously she'd be fine taking another picture and then right. she, and then when she's seen it she's like oh tag me in that which you don't, you, you don't hear often but I, I know it's one of those things it's like because it's like hey if you're gonna put that on social media, tag me in it. Okay, like to me, it was just that little bit more, and like she, she yeah, she was just very nice. Yeah, she made some four-year-old day. Like he was the one getting the selfie with her with their combo, and she like got down on the ground with him and stuff, like down on her knee and like gave him a hug, and it, it was the cutest little thing in the entire world, like. And then some dude made her a custom figure and it was nice. Like it looked better. She even said it herself. It looked better than her original doll. Um, 
but she was just like so flattered by it and just like her reaction to it was like genuine unless she's a really good actor and just couldn't do it on tv you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it, she she was such a nice person and I hope that her experience was good enough that she's willing to come back because she was very nice to work with. Mm-hmm. And then you also had like, you know, powerhouse Hobbs there, uh, Luke Gallows, mm. Swaggle, Brian Myers, Ethan Page, Danhausen. Uh, for me, I got a, you know, my, a Scarlet figure signed, uh, Danhausen micro brawler signed, which now like I have one of all his micro brawlers signed. I have the second one I have signed twice because the cool thing about it is you can actually like take the figure out and put it back in the case and I have it to wear because he he has the cape. So like I turned the figure around. So you see the back of the cape, which has all the like the the same detail on it that like his actual cape does. So like uh, I I thought that was a good display thing. But uh, yeah, those and then I got a a Hornswoggle Bendem's figure signed. Nice. That's and, cool. And then for those who obviously you've uh, heard the beginning of the episode, I may or may have got a, a soundbite from Ethan Page. I don't. I don't know if that, that was today or some other time. I don't know for legal reasons, allegedly. Um, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, like that. Like that part of the day, so much fun. Uh, I might have booked a guest. Or some guests for an episode coming up, and fun fact: not a wrestler, or n- neither of them are wrestlers, but they were at a toy show. So interesting. So ponder away. Maybe it'll be an episode in two weeks if everything works out right. Hint, hint. But uh, fun day. I think the the main stuff that I bought, other than like that shit, I bought two VHS tapes, uh, No Holds Barred, and Santa with Muscles, which are both Hulk Hogan movies. Unfortunately, I realized when I got home, which I thought it was, I did have no holds barred on VHS, but the, it was like a better case. So I was like, no, oh, you know, there's at least that. And then right. I, I bought Kiss Destroyer on Kiss Destroyer on vinyl. Nice. A little, it looks a little beat up, but like it's kind of cool. I kind of want to buy a record player. Actually, this is like how like old nostalgic nostalgic I can get. I kind of want one of those old stereos that you like put in like a glass cabinet and like it has like a record player a cassette player maybe a cd player doesn't have to have it or like all and also definitely a radio Mm -hmm. like i grew up with some of those like with my dad having them and now that like i'm buying vinyl and i have some cassettes it's like man i would kind of like that like i can put some of my vinyl in, in the cabinet and everything and have all the little stereo setups but I looked up the prices on some of those and fuck, that's a lot of money. But I still, I still want to try to get one. Yeah, they're a little expensive, but they're very nice. I take it you, uh, you didn't really buy anything. Uh, no, I was uh, too busy. But um, so I, it, I lie. I didn't buy anything that I can display. I bought stuff that is going to make me gain weight. Uh, the fudge guy was at Toy Hio today, mm-hmm. and I bought lots of fudge and. An Oreo and strawberry and a couple other things, but smoking jays oh barbecue. Gosh, I, and I was gonna say, and I had some smoking jays with the mac and cheese and the pork, and very yummy, very yummy. So, like, I bought that, and then earlier in the day, I was like, Stacy, I 
bet you somebody has Squishmallows. <laughs> bet you, bet you, bet you. And he was like, no, you can go to the store and buy Squishmallows. And when I finally got a chance to walk around and look after I saw Amanda had bought one, and I had seen children with them throughout the thing, I was like, I want one. And then I looked, and the one that I wanted, I just, I couldn't drag myself to spend $40 on it. Even though I do have a birthday coming up, I just I just couldn't do it. I was like, no, I can't justify buying a $40 stuffed animal. Like, just not in the cards right now. Especially since I just bought Bernie the other day. But, yeah, I didn't get to buy anything. But Stacy got something that I had wanted to get him for Christmas. So I'm kind of glad that, like, he had managed to get one. Because I don't know if I'd be able to find one in store. Not a Squishmallow. Uh <laughs> One of those WWE garbage pail kids, the oh, Andre the Giant one. I see. I did see some of those because I saw I saw the Macho Man one. Kind of wanted to buy one, but wasn't towards the top of my list. Yeah, when I went Christmas shopping, you can get. I don't know, like what the variety every Walmart has, but like that's where I found the one I got him for Christmas. At that time, they had Warrior and Austin, so I was like, look at the Stone Cold one, like this little cool bald dude, like. We'll do this since I can't find the Andre one. I was like, I'll never find the Andre one. That's cool. And I never thought about fucking looking at the toy show. So as Bree and I were walking around, I was like, oh shit, that's that's the thing I wanted to get Stacy. And I went to go back to tell him. And he was like, oh, you mean this? It's like, yep, that's that's what I wanted to get you. <laughs> Glad I didn't actually have my wallet on me and buy it because then we would have had two of them because I doubt it was from the same person. Well. Because he had it by the time I got back up from that table. Like, I was all the way in that other room, like, in the back. Mm -hmm. And by the time I got up front, like, Stacy had it. And, like, Ed was nowhere near me. So it's like, because Ed went, Ed had picked it up for him. And Stacey, yeah, you know. But so, it was an interesting day, to say the least. A very, very crazy 48 hours. I'm glad I got a nap before we were doing the podcast because I got absolutely no sleep last night. But yeah, I turned. I off, hope I. I, hmm? I turned off my alarm and I uh, don't remember doing it. Yeah, that's what I heard. So that that means I was like really tired. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get home until quarter to four, so and had to be there at eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I, I I hate. I hate that kind of stuff. And great, it, like it, it is what happens. Like especially like the next toy house is going to be right after AIW two. I will say this: it's something I've mentioned before. Like I have to work every other Saturday, so there's been like some Friday shows that I've had to go into work the next day, and those suck. Like I think I might have had to go in like the day after Hell on Earth. I'm not not 100 percent sure. I know it was one show recently, but they kind of hired someone and they started. On Friday, so I'm well. There, I should say their uh, their schedule is Friday to Saturday, so I might be out of working Saturdays. So I'm kind of happy about that. Nice, that's awesome. Because it, it's one thing to like have Toy Hio the next day, because it's like, oh, it's something fun you can do, blah blah blah. But like when you have to like drag your ass up out out of bed for work, it's like, oh fuck this. Yeah, that's how I felt after the Winchester show. I didn't open the day after that, but I cl I closed. I just worked in general, and I was like, man, I should know this is not. Mm -mm. Don't want to do this again. Unfortunately, those shows, I will have to work the next day, but 
yeah, uh, right. I'm I'm willing to kind of like bite bite that bullet because right. technically the Winchester is closer to home for me, not by by like a fuck ton, but like I, I don't have to go through downtown and all that kind of stuff. So like that that helps a little, but mm-hmm. which that's a that's the next show too. They're all far away from me anyway that I look at it. So that's true. I'm looking at an hour and a half regardless. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's actually start to talk about the show that we had. Yeah, there was a show last night. There <laughs> there was. And uh let's let's just start off with the first match. Which was Dominic Greeny and Filthy Tom Lawler versus Casey Carrington and Ethan Wright. Pam, uh did you fall asleep during this match? I did not fall asleep during this match. Please don't fall In asleep fact, reviewing I, this match. Ha 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 ha. No, I was very much awake then and I'm very much awake now. Uh, I was slightly intoxicated at this point, even though it was the first match. But um, I did not fall asleep. I was very proud of myself. Um, if you guys don't know the joke, uh, Ethan Wright puts me to sleep. That's that's the bit. Um but yeah, no, like, uh, I was actually awake and slightly entertained. Uh, I don't care for Casey either. So watching both of them get assaulted in some way, shape or form by Dom and or Tom was kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this match, but uh, to me, it feels like, like this is kind of what we needed to see with, you know, Ethan Wright and Casey Carrington and, uh, technically too, Brian Carson. Yeah, I keep forgetting that he's in that too. Eh, fucking interfere. But yeah, I don't have much to say about it. Uh, I like when Dom and Tom work together. It's always nice to see. Um, having <laughs> Tom's choice of music last night was fantastic. Good choice. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a decent match. And uh, fuck uh, Casey Carrington and Ethan Wright. Smiley face and thumbs up since you can't see what I'm doing right now. It's not a video call. <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, at least for me, is Walk Hard recently, for those who don't know, uh, they came out to Walk Hard. That song like recently came up on my, like, because I like played my phone on random. Just throw, mm-hmm. throw whatever song at me. And like that came on. I was like, man, I haven't listened to this in a while. So I like, you know, I sat there list- just sitting, listening, enjoying it. So when the music hit, I was just like, I just listened to this recently. This is awesome. Like, granted, like it has nothing to do with me, but it's still like, what are the odds of just no, like, I, hearing that song like so close together? I like when stuff like that happens too. I don't know. I get exactly what you're talking about. And probably what kind of sucks about the whole situation is for, for us and Filthy is like we love his actual theme. So when it's something yeah. different, it has to it has to be where it's like, well, it sucks that we're not listening to his regular one, but like, this is fun too. Like when he came out to ICP, I popped for mm-hmm. it. I loved it. Uh, comes out to this. Oh, I know. Love it. Awesome. So it's like, we, we were definitely weren't disappointed, but it, it like, it at least popped me. And it, it kind of seems like we're going to see the end of, uh, this feud. Cause obviously filthy and Dom, you know, got the win pretty clean. And then you had Casey Carrington and Ethan Wright, I mean, uh, not Ethan Wright, Casey Carrington and Brian Carson retreating before the end of the match. So it's almost like they, That's true. they left Ethan Wright to lose. 
they, so they like turned their back on him. So yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was uh filthy Tom Lawler and Dominic Greeny both making Ethan Wright tap to pick up the victory. So like I said, I'm guessing this is over. I'm assuming at least the trio, because if you do that kind of shit, like why would you, like it seems like obviously that Casey and Brian are wanting to do their own thing like leaving him there to get his ass handed to him by Dom and Tom so there's a message there and it seems like they're like fuck you I mean I, I wish they would stay together because I think eventually down the road we could have seen Carson Ethan and Casey Carrington versus Filthy Tom Lawler, Dominic Greeny, and I mean, I, I don't know who, but who could possibly fit that? But, you know, it, it could be interesting. Right. right. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Riley Rose versus Chase Oliver. Is, is Chase Oliver heading for some sort of title shot? I don't know, man. He, he keeps improving. With every match, he keeps getting bigger. <laughs> he's better than ever. Like he's like swallowed like two old chases at this point. Like he's friggin' Jack. Um, Code Chase Oliver ten twenty percent off. Don't forget. <laughs> um, sorry, Jonah. But so, um, yeah, he's definitely got to be gearing towards something because he keeps putting in the work and he has won like what. All of his matches, but one recently. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember the exact number, but like, I'm pretty sure he's only lost once and since his comeback. And he he keeps delivering every time. So like, I see something possibly, maybe, but like, I don't know when. But like, yeah, he's definitely gearing towards it. Um, always nice to see him in the ring. These two together uh, had a decent match. I don't have much to say about it because good wrestling like you know like i was also drunk at this point but i do remember things uh so yeah they they had a good match but i just don't have a bunch to say about it yeah um kind of in the same boat with you also like i don't know first half the show not first half the show first like part of the show i was kind of in just a bad mood nothing necessarily about the show it's just I did have like this dumb corner seat again where I'm like just facing a fucking uh, corner post. And I don't know, like just at first, like this kind of annoyed me. So I was definitely in kind of a bad mood. So I feel it. I, I have less to say about this match too, but to me, uh, Chase just, he keeps becoming a threat in AIW. Like mm-hmm. I feel like nobody is like pointing it out, but like there, there's something there. Oh, Absolutely. Some might say he's on a tear. I don't know who would say that. I, but. Al- I, al- I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who would say that, but I almost said it. Um, yeah, he's definitely on a tear. <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, Chase Oliver pinning Riley Rose for the win. Let's move on to the next match. Next up, we had... Ziggy Heim and Derek Dillinger versus Chuck Stone and Arthur MacArthur, the production versus bulking season. This this match put me in a better mood. I I, I will say that. Uh, Ziggy just continues to be 
maybe one of the most popular wrestlers in AIW. Taking mm-hmm. taking nothing against Derek, but we're really getting behind Ziggy too. Them two together is a powerhouse, but Ziggy is definitely coming in turn. Mm-hmm. And uh, bulking season. Just I was thinking this later on in the night. Think of that AIW class that was basically bulking season and Bitcoin boys, and look at them now. Mm-hmm. Going from that singles four-way match to creating two teams and seeing what they're doing at the same time. It's like, holy yeah. shit. You know what? This might be my favorite AIW class. Yep. They would be almost a perfect class if one of them didn't I'm basically drop out. And for those who don't know that, I'm just, I'm not going to say his name, but you know, the referee. And as much as uh, I love and miss him, but hey, if he's, he's happy outside of the, outside of wrestling, that's, that's great for him. But when he was around like that, that like even at that point, it was like one of my favorite classes because we had never seen anything like it. We're literally like everybody in the ring were debuting mm-hmm. at a show. That was a pretty fun show. So that was at, uh, the brewery one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> I was about to say um, the, the show or the one behind us, Both. the one where Stacy had a really good idea. Where are we going to sit? Fans right there. How about right in front of it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. I like your thinking. Only, the only time I will ever credit him with a good idea. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you both had some really bad ones. We won't get into those. But yeah, yeah so wrestling. Uh, <laughs> bulking season in the production. God, there's something about Chuck. This isn't a knock against Arthur. Not I, at all. Because I, I love bulking season, but I think Chuck could be a great singles wrestler. And they horse motherfucker. Mm-hmm, and there's somebody he reminds me of. And I, I, I think I'm not the first person to say this. I think someone in your household has said this. He's kind of like a modern day earthquake. And I love that. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. I feel like Stacy has said it, but right now the look and some of his moves are like, it feels like a young earthquake. And there's a lot of, you know, legends and, Big name wrestlers that newer wrestlers will get compared to. Rarely have I ever heard the name Earthquake or John Tenta. And that's what I get from Chuck Stone. Absolutely. So before Arthur turns Joker, we need to get him like (laughs) a a little uh, sailor's hat. Because you can't really dress up as a tight foom, but you can can dress up as a tugboat. Sure can. Any thoughts on this match? Um, it was a really good match. I love when Ziggy is able to be herself and go absolute crazy. Um, Charles Hamburger, though, I love when he unleashes the fury. I, I've been missing that knee for a while. I haven't seen him bring it out in a minute. That didn't happen last night, right? I didn't miss it by chance by blanking. I don't, so. I don't, I don't think so. But, yeah, it, it's been a while since he's done it, but like knowing what he's even capable of like and what we could even potentially see again in the future because like that was a good match i'd like to see them wrestle again um but i just i just love when Derek and ziggy are wrestling each other and he like uses her as a weapon um but the ending to the match was very surprising i thought the production was going to get the double on this one they did not and then the after ending was even more surprising. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened in the match. Uh, and I mean, I mean, I know, I know watching, but like the ending seemed a little weird. 
but it was Arthur MacArthur pinning Derek for the win. What? And then uh, Danhausen comes out. <laughs> he congratulates a bulking season, followed by cursing the production. But he also also thanked Z- Ziggy, especially. Yeah, he especially cursed her. But after that, he thanked you know AIW and you know all the AIW fans for all the support through the years that got him to mm-hmm. where he is now. Which for some people, like you hear that at some shows, that might be real shallow words, but. Obviously, you know, Cleveland and the production was like a big step for Danhausen and even like early Danhausen. Like explain like especially to like trying to explain to newer Danhausen fans about like the, this early era of what he was like then. Even like because we were we missed the no face paint era, but we still got uh like this silent, spooky Danhausen, mm-hmm. uh, always carrying around a spike. Um and then what the, was he an author? He was the writer of the production. Writer. Yeah, because like everybody in the production at one point had like some sort of role. Well, role. Yeah, I was gonna say some sort of acting thing that could be contributed to them. Uh, you had like Frankie was the lead. Derek was obviously the director. Colby was the mime. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not an acting thing. Ah, uh, the, uh, there he. I'm trying to remember what his quote role was i can't remember off yeah, top of my head. i can't remember Obvi- it wasn't around obviously you know magnum was the star mm-hmm. and eddie only was the stagehand right mm-hmm. oh yeah i kind of like forgot even about how he debuted where the uh the buzzer went off during a match because he was the stagehand if, if i'm correct I, I might be remembering it wrong but i i want to say that's what happened gotcha yeah and uh Ziggy was uh, announced as I think she was kind of like supposed to be like the female lead. I liked I I did love the idea. I don't know if I mentioned I mentioned this on last week's episode or before we were recording that Ziggy was originally talked about on Twitter when she she was jinx of being like the makeup artist for the production. But that was this is also like all older production stuff and all that kind of shit. But so. So when Danhausen like did like was in the production and then like really started to build on this character, like Cleveland was like one of the top promotions that was booking him. And yeah, look at him now. Like it's crazy to think that he literally went from an Akron show to a ring of honor show, which was his debut. Right. Something I told, I, I told him Friday and I told him today at toy Ohio and also with Ethan page. Like I'm, I'm so proud of those two just seeing how like far they have came to now especially like especially mm-hmm. Danhausen, or even with ethan page like i remember a lot of his travel issues and like how hard that shit was to overcome but they're both so entertaining and so talented and like legitimately good people i have never heard anybody say anything bad about either of them and right they've if you're around them enough they'll treat you with respect the same respect you give them and like it's 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 some real genuine shit Mm-hmm. And if it's not, they're both really good fucking actors. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I got nothing else on this. That's how uh, that's how this ended. Yep, I'm with you on that. There was just like the first half of the show was just like really good wrestling. It's like everything was good. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't like really break it down. Like it seems like we're not really discussing much about the matches, but it's like you just kind of had to like watch it to see 
how good everything like last night's show was is such a watch like it's bad enough all right let's uh move on to the next one our favorite aiw wrestler jocelyn navarro versus lou fisto both of these yeah, la- it, both of these ladies are kind of short. <laughs> I forgot how tiny Lufisto was. It's been so long since she's been at AIW, and I was like, oh my god, they're like the same height. I didn't even realize. I would have forgotten, but I know I have a picture of with her. And like I remember thinking like, oh damn, like that's when I realized how short she was like, oh shit. Like she might have came up to my shoulder, maybe a little bit uh a little bit below that, but like still like fuck she's short. And Jocelyn's, I mean, I felt, I think they're like roughly the same size. Yeah, they're both tiny. And I, I think too that this match lived up to what I thought it was going to be of two women that will fight. Like it's not necessarily going to be this complete wrestling match. They are going to throw punches. They're going to throw their bodies at each other. And it's it's going to be, it's going to be a fight. And the advantage of two women wrestlers that wrestle men. Yeah. Because they they know that they can fuck fuck each other up. Mm-hmm. And they'll and they'll take it. Like and this match was very, very good. <clears throat> oh. Man, you know you know what would have been fucked up if hmm. uh if Tom Dunn would have uh, ref this match? Oh my god, David and Goliath. <laughs> He's been, so tall. And there's one big ref. Tiny wrestlers. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a sight. But no, uh, it was it was Porter O'Shea. Good old coach. Someone who's tr- I think trying to be the the stunt double for Tom Dunn with his his new haircut. It was funny. I, I think it was Stacy Porter was in the ring, and Tom like walked past us, and whoever it was thought that Tom was the one in the ring because like with all the people you can't really see. Yeah, I think it was Stacy. He was sitting down, so he really couldn't see him. He just saw like the top of the head and thought it was Tom in the ring. And we got to talk about the highlight of this match. And I don't want to say highlight because I feel like it's a take away from these women. But one of the awesome moments of the match that has nothing to do with either of these women is when a little girl was yelling from the crowd uh, in protest of Lufisto and in favor of jocelyn and we've we've come to find out which i knew there was some relation but it was uh jocelyn's niece and it was the i was gonna say the little girl on stage yep, yep. she was so cute <laughs> yeah it was the absolute cutest and then there was the moment that like she said something which it wasn't bad but lufisto turned around and was like who said that <laughs> yeah that was the cutest shit in the world like that, she was so proud of her freaking aunt like that little girl were knocked. There are some fun moments in going to a wrestling show when you hear like the reaction or thoughts from younger fans. I felt like I experienced mm-hmm. it more at Hell on Earth because there was this younger, newer fan behind me, and I like I don't know if I I'm, I don't know for sure, but I I want to say it was their first show. But like hearing like who they would root for was interesting. Sometimes they didn't know the names like go yellow pants or something like they would just call something out like that. And it like, I don't know, for me, when I think about it, growing up being a wrestling fan at a young age, I'm like, like that's cool. Like that to them, that's got to be so much fun. And then when you have a moment like this, when it's actually like a relative, it's like she's getting into it a little bit more. Like I, I kind of like had a smile through the match. 
hearing Jocelyn's niece yell stuff. For sure. And she was loud too, because like mm-hmm. we were over on the wall, and I could hear her screaming shit at the. I was like, "Oh my god, she's going off up there! How freaking cute!" Her mom was like, "Calm down." <laughs> yeah, it's like, like you see, you see her like moving her arms, like calm down. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I saw uh, Jocelyn in her mission, like gave her a hug, and then like she had her niece with her, and like I fist pounded, and I was like, "Yeah, I was with you right there, like rooting for Jocelyn and everything." And, she was just like, yeah. How cute. Oh. It's like, yeah, I, I tweeted about it and Joss was like, yeah, that's my niece. And I was like, oh, that makes it even better. And I think too, like there has been like talks recently on Twitter and some discords about just like how fans have acted coming to AIW. And some people might blame Cardona fans, but I think it's, it's genuinely just outside Wrestling fans, like something, some wrestling fans are pieces of shit. Could, you know, could Cardona have been the person who helped bring them in to the show? Possibly. But when you also have fucking Luke Gallows, Brian Myers, Hornswoggle, and Danhausen, like literally the line today at Toy Hio and for the merch from when I was there on Friday, because I got, I got in like half hour late, like it was mostly for Danhausen. So. There are people that are going, oh, these wrestlers that I know are going to be at this show, you know, they, they might be, quote, Cardona fans, but they also just, in general, might be complete outsiders. And what we've experienced, which we won't go into detail, like Pam and I were talking about this before we were recording, about how we were at a show that Cardona wasn't booked at, and, like, the fans behind us were definitely new, and some of the things they said about the matches were kind of dumb, and some of them had things that they said about just their lives openly to where other people around them can hear was very questionable. So uh, Pam can back me up on this. Yeah. Tell me you're a thing without telling me you're a thing. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it was so bad. Last night's commentary in the Jocelyn match wasn't any better. Not, not AIW commentary, but the crowd heckler commentary near me. I wasn't a fan of it. We don't talk about people's bodies in that way, shape, or form in AIW, and I wanted to go over and punch somebody, but, yeah, you know, kept my cool. Fuck, they're lucky Jocelyn didn't hear and go out and fuck him up. Seriously. Because Jocelyn will talk shit to her boyfriend. He's not a small person. He's a scary dude. (laughs) So, I can see Jocelyn just, oh, that's what you think. All right, motherfucker. You want to fuck with the Caribbean girl? Mm-mm. She going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Jocelyn got the win via roll-up. And, uh. I, I was very happy with that. And then we got treated to afterwards. Uh, Lou Fisto didn't really like it. And, uh, she low-blowed, uh, Porter O'Shea. Yeah, I forgot about that. That oh, was funny. Porter O'Shea I, I, I felt, I felt so bad for Coach, but it was funny. All right, let's uh let's move on to the next one. PME versus TME. The main event versus Philly Marino experience. This 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 was a great one of watching, you know, the main event come into AIW the way that they have. Mm-hmm. Get this title shot. And I mean, without getting into the ending, but obviously, you know, it's there of, you know, they they came up short. But it's it's not it's not over. I don't 
I don't see this being. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not over. Like it was a really good match. Uh, TME getting the title shot and being able to get in ring with TME was great. Uh, the good vibes and good times they think are still happening are not really happening. Uh, I, I can't believe the, the amount of fans that have turned on PME. Kind of crazy. I I being one of them. Um, well, who did, I've, who I've did they align? PME. Who did they align themselves with? It, exactly, and I'm not a fan of that. So I probably would have picked uh, the main event over PME, even if like they weren't Broski related in this match, simply because they have gone through what they've needed to do to get their title shot and to, you know what I mean? Like those guys have like really put in the work since doing that new talent initiative and shit. So to have the match go the way that it went with butt face coming out at the end and fucking shit up. I hated it. I wanted the main event to win, <laughs> but it was a good match regardless. Well, basically Marino, pinned Gannon with a little help and distraction from Matt Cardona. So PME retained the AIW Tag Team Championships. Which, I mean, it kind of, for me, it makes a lot of things make sense of what we saw later in the night. Because whether people want to admit it or not, whether they like it or not, this isn't over. Doesn't matter, like, you think this should be done. There's a lot more meat on the bone there's a lot more story to be told and i think oh, yeah, I, I think this right here is telling for sure aiw make movies selling stories <laughs> or however that goes but yeah that there's definitely more to come in the future between that definitely yeah so i th- i think we're looking at it has to be um the main event getting their revenge and coming out on top like it, that that's kind of where it to me it's, it's it, w- it would end i don't think could be wrong we're gonna see rip city come back for those titles right now it seems like they're both going to be eyeing up the absolute intense titles whether right. they're gonna get them both off at the same time or whether there's gonna be a way that i don't know maybe josh regains the absolute and uh Wes gets the intense. So instead of walking around as a dual champion, you're going to have the Rip City Shooters walking around with the singles titles. I, I think that could be really interesting. Right. I agree. Any other thoughts on uh, TME versus PME? Uh, fuck Matt Cardona. <laughs> and that's everything. Also, I'm real jealous of the fella who got the squirty water. Like, I hate water, but like, Gannon did the squirty water thingy to somebody in the front row, and I thought that was cool. I, I kind of wanted to get it done to me, but that was partially because I was kind of thirsty. So, thir- like, I had been drinking, and I like I was like, man, I could probably use a little bit of water, but I'm too far away, and I'm not front row. Until we get to uh, hot weather season again, a little thing that I'm starting to do, especially when I'm coming from some of these shows right after work, is like I'm packing kind of a second lunch for my day, but I it's mm-hmm. it's stuff that I'm not going to touch until I leave the show. So I have like 
water and, and some sandwiches or something something to eat like on my way home to where it's like I don't have to I don't have to drive go through a drive through or especially too like because a lot of times let's say I, I am going to stop at a drive through somewhere I still need to get there and a lot of times I'm really thirsty so I need something to drink and even if like I'm going to chug it fucking I need something so yeah that's my new thing because actually I did have like I had my lunch that I packed for my day and then I had this like second bag that I packed for my post AIW meal man I'm gonna start doing something like that because that would save me a boatload of money and sheets on the way home because that's the only thing that's open when we get home and then it's not even it's stopping at the one in Ravenna on your way because we live near absolutely yeah it sucks like I, I would stop at the because she's like right down the road actually the sheets right down the road for me sucks like it is awful the, the one on the corner the one uh right off of route eight um yeah on off of like, how by where the i was gonna say by like where the eaton park and shit used to be mm-hmm. like where that canes and shit is yeah, yeah i didn't like that sheets at all i've eaten there once and it was not it was not it fam well it like for me it's not the food like to me the food far as what i've ever experienced is like on par with everything but it's uh either it be like stocking has been even before the pandemic has been like oh there's a lot of shit that you don't have out of nowhere hmm this sucks dude that's like sheets in general. Their coolers were always fucking empty. And I don't understand why. Oh, I, I never had that problem at Ravenna. Uh, but I used to, I mean, I used to go to that one that I get first open, like the first like handful of years. Uh, but there's, and, a, there's another one off of Route 8 uh, by Steel's Corner in Stowe, which is uh-huh. also kind of down the road for me, but in a different direction. That one's much better. Right. But like one of my biggest issues about the one like down the road from me, besides like the, the stocking and everything, is like if you go there at night and you try to order something, it's one of those things you are waiting a long time mm-hmm. just because they don't have enough people. It is it's a little smaller sheets, like it's not like small small, but it's comparing it to the other one I just yeah. mentioned in Stowe, it's smaller. Yeah, I don't know if that one's been redone. I can't remember, but yeah, that. Uh, the one in Ravenna was, is always decent, but it seems like all of them right now are and overnights are terrible. You're going to be waiting a while, regardless of where you're at, because um, it seems like everyone down this way that I have stopped for work has been slow because there's like one person in the kitchen and one person on register. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe two people in the kitchen max. Yeah. But they're also offering an dollar fifty an hour further overnight shift. So like they're trying to entice people to work the overnight. So hopefully things will get better soon. Because I hate waiting a half an hour for fucking food after I've done been standing all day as it is. <laughs> yeah. And I know that sounds like a fucking first class problem, blah blah blah. I'm getting old. My body hurts. I wanna go home. <laughs> yep. Let's uh move on to the next match. Now we did we did go to intermission between this, uh, but we came back to the Bitcoin Boys versus Two Infinity and Beyond, and I I guess fucking Two Infinity Beyond were supposed to be the good guys because uh, this this was a a, a little bit different to Infinity Beyond, like a, a much nicer team. I saw Cheech shake some hands on the way out, and I'm like, oh okay. Oh, wow. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it was uh, right after he got out. 
to like his right hand side. Gotcha. So like people were probably blocking your way at this. I saw him like like I said, shake some hands. I was like, oh okay. Nice teach. And it, it's something that I feel like we've we've said here is just to infinity beyond is the you know tag team standard bears in AIW and yep if uh, Bitcoin boys are going to make a some sort of stand it's going to have to be against these two I'll be honest I ended up having to pee very badly during this match so I missed like all of it but must have been a really long pee well I got caught up in the back on my way back (laughs) up so. I will say this though, I do like the the blue and the silver gear uh, for the Bitcoin boys. It gives them a more professional look. Um, I like the SPD vibes that Mikey gives off. I don't know shit about it. I just know that that's what it's based off of. <laughs> thumb, thumbs up there, pop red. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sad I missed it because nice to infinity and beyond is crazy to see. Before the show, I brought I, I brought some gifts in. One of them went to Ziggy. It was the uh, Skittle C4. I promised her I would, if I seen one before the show, I would give her one. And I didn't get to stop at the one particular speedway that I know had them till Friday. So it worked out. But I hooked Eric up with the milk that I've talked about for a while. Hartzler milk. Oh, you finally gave it to him. Yes. uh, Well, I'm going to say this now, and Pam, you're the only one that's going to be able to do this, well, besides myself, but I already know about it. If you go to Eric's Instagram stories, uh, him and Mikey took some pictures with him. They did like a milk mustache type thing and uh, gave Wrestling Cheers a shout out for it. So yeah, they uh, I, I was able to hook Eric up and like I know he tried vanilla and it was kind of like how I explained it to him. Like you're going to think vanilla is going to be just a whatever flavor, but it it it's it's really good in every flavor they have and even i got him a bottle of the uh regular milk got him skim and i'm currently waiting on like his review on all of them yeah i just saw that instagram story that's funny i'd be willing to turn into chocolate milk possibly vanilla i i don't like regular milk like plain milk it's disgusting imo okay i i ugh. Okay, I think you need to at least try it. I'm not saying like it's going to change your mind, but for me, I I love milk. Uh, it's one of the weirdest things that I drink because I know people. I remember in like school saying like how much I love milk, like outside of chocolate milk, and like people kind of thought I was weird. But to me, this is like another level of flavor of just just the regular milk. And I, the reason why I got him skim, which is what I get. And it's actually because if you get the whole milk or 2% milk, you will get that uh, thick cream on the top that you you hear about in stories or a Macho Man promo of like literally yeah. like, yeah, literally like there will be this thick bit of cream on the top when you let it sit. That sucks, man, because I only drink whole milk. Gross. But, but I'm, so I guess I'll try the one without the, the skin. And I, it was skin is great. It would have to be in cereal because it's the only way that I drink regular milk. I can't do it like normally, like even the smell, the thought, it makes me gag. It's like ranch. I just can't, I can't do it. So I'll, I'd be willing to try the chocolate and possibly the vanilla. The vanilla might freak me out because it looks like regular milk, but I don't God, I'm weird. I don't know. The, the chocolate's great. Uh, 
black raspberry is really good. The strawberry is really good. Excuse me, black raspberry. Yeah. Oh, oh I might have to. I might have to find this milk and make some homemade ice cream. Uh, really, really good, and also uh, orange milk. Creamsicles. Yeah. It is. Oh, speaking of, I've got creamsicle fudge. As do I. We bought the yes. last bit. We saw that there was a certain amount left. Turned out to be three fourths of a pound, and we were like, "Fuck oh. it, give it to us!" Hell yeah, get another quarter pound and get that for twenty. Well, we we got another quarter pound of something else. Yeah, uh, I ended up buying four separate ones, and then he had a piece of the mint one, the mint chocolate, like already cut. It was like the heel piece. He was like, "I'll just go ahead and give you this one." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> But yeah, uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> not not sponsored by the Fudge Guy or Hartzler Milk, but uh, if you get a chance, try their milk out. Uh, if you're in the Cleveland area, I do know Heinen's has them. That's where I picked up the ones for um, for Eric. And then actually today when I went to my Giant Eagle, my market district, which granted it's not all of them that have it, but they also have it there. Uh, a lot of the flavors are in these really smaller bottles. It's not like personal size ones. Uh they're all so fucking good. But yeah, getting back to uh, this match, it was uh, Eric Taylor pinning Cheech to uh, get the win for the Bitcoin boys. Like maybe there was some help from the Duke in there. Maybe. But Eric pins Cheech. Fuck the Duke. LOL. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next match. Uh, here we got Brian Myers versus... Thumbs up for Bishop, Josh Bishop. Did did you yell this during the match? Yes, but the moment that me and Rick yelled it, like the crowd got so loud and we were drowned out so bad. And somebody else screamed it. Me. Maybe it was you. Okay. <laughs> I say I heard it a little bit later that it wasn't me. But yeah, I was like, damn, they didn't hear us, Rick, and we were gonna do it again like Pat was supposed to scream it too, and it just never happened. It's one of those things that I learned from being in drama club in high school, uh, where we were taught how to quote ride the laugh because when people laugh, it's kind of like in a wave of ha 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 ha, and right as it starts to go down, that's when you hit the next line because you don't want to throw in your your line, your next line in the middle of laughing. Or it like it's kind of like any reaction like that. So it's just one right. of the same things where it was just paying attention to the audience and then get one of those moments where it's really quiet, like quiet as you can get in, in one of those shows and then yell. And that's what I did. Pay attention to that. Yeah, because it's definitely not like just yelling it. You have to find that moment where it's like perfect to attack it. Because, yeah, if you yell yeah. it at the wrong time, it's just definitely noise. And I'll, I'll have to go back and watch, because I do want to say to actually go back and watch this, because there this seems like there was a lot of good commentary on the show, of whether it be uh, Swaggle, Thorne, Nathan Zagura from the Cleveland Browns, like... Rip City certified, baby. Which I think it was, I think it was this match that uh, yes. he was commentating on. So it's like, I, I want to sit down and uh, listen to all this. Unfortunately, with as close as we were recording, like, I had no time to do it. Or I, I did I did have yeah. time, but I was watching Cobra Kai. So yeah, it was posted like right before 
or a little bit before we started and I told him to put it on. He was like, no, we can't have it turned up. So I'm waiting till after I'm sure. So yeah, this is another match. This is kind of what I thought it was going to be. This was a match that fucking Brian Myers made Bishop look even better. Like I don't want to say good because that would insinuate that he was never, he never looked good. This made Bishop look better because as much as, you know, a lot of people can hate on Cardona for a lot of his stuff. There is this wrestling mind about Brian Myers that I, I do personally love and respect. And, you know, looking at a guy who has helped create some pretty big fucking stars in wrestling right now, like he, yep. he will work with anybody. I mean, granted, like it's, it's just kind of a, a tagline and impact. He's the most professional wrestler. And I, I, I think that's more than just a gimmick with him. So mm-hmm. you take all that knowledge and everything and you throw him against Bishop. It wasn't this like bullshit match. Like granted there, you know, there were those moments that, you know, Myers was playing a heel, but like to me, like there was this intensity and it was to help Bishop look even better. And I, uh, I think, uh, I think it worked for sure. And the thing with, uh, Brian, when most people see him, like the casual WWE fan that doesn't really know the indies, that doesn't know that he runs Creative Pro, they just see him as Kurt, Haw- Kurt Hawkins, the Owen 269. You know what I mean? And so, like, they're like, oh, this turned the love And so, like, but having them two together in the ring and us knowing, like, what Brian has done and what he's capable of. And them two working together put on such a good match. Like, Josh Bishop evolving into the grown-ass man that he is, standing there with Brian, it's just like, dude, this gives you goosebumps. Like, just everything about it. Them two really had a great match with each other. And like you said, to insinuate Bishop has never been good would be, like, the wrong way to say it. But, like, he definitely made him fantastic josh is a great wrestler but working with brian and showing what you're able to do and everything it was just a great match it was a really good pairing i'm glad that that was the matchup little little small touch that i love it was uh bishop uh, getting the pinfall and the win over brian myers it was that moment that you know myers stayed and like knocked out for a little while until bishop like walked to the back then he like gets up and like raises his hand and like to me it's just like like that's the power that bishop has to knock a dude out for that long to make him think he won Um, yeah and i i I love where this this match was put we didn't have uh the major brothers back to back and we had a match like in the middle of like it technically wasn't like a cool down match but it like separated that kind of story and then the next match was fucking awesome but yeah bishop when we really look at it, AIW has been building him over the past couple years, mm-hmm. slowly but surely, you know, going back to the Dom feud and, you know, baby Bishop has turned into big boy Bishop. Grown ass man. Yeah. So Peace. I almost want to yell that, but it's pretty late. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you scream that at one o'clock in the morning, Amanda would kill you. My neighbors might too. Cause it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty late. Be late. Yeah. Anyway, um, that this match was fucking awesome. Loved it. Absolutely. 
Let's move on to the next one. Isaiah Broner versus Kaplan versus Pretty Boy Smooth versus Matt Justice. Absolute fucking insanity and madness. Yeah. Anytime Kaplan and or Matt Justice is in a match, that's definitely going to happen. But adding in friggin' Broner and PB, Jesus H, this was an all over the place. I don't know where I'm supposed to turn my head. Holy shit, is Matt jumping off of something? Oh my gosh, this match is crazy kind of match. Like, I, I just, wow. <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of the way to put it. I mean, you had chairs being used in this match, doors being used in this match, Isaiah Broner fucking people of Isaiah Broner being able to stand up to a door. Yeah, I forgot about that. Absolute insanity. And then, yeah, uh, fucking Justice jumping off the crow's nest. So, like... Which was right in front of me. Yeah, I don't know exactly where everybody else was, or, like, what I was doing, but, like, I wasn't looking at that part of the stage at that time. And somebody around me was like, holy shit, the fuck is he doing? And I turned to my right, and I see Matt on top of there, and I'm like... Oh my God, it's not the balcony, but Jesus, please don't hurt yourself. (laughs) And I didn't know like if there was like a contraption over there or what he was jumping into or who he was jumping on, but just like to see him jump off of there so gracefully and it was, wow. Yeah. Like they were all right in front of me and that's crazy. I don't know if somebody said something or. Or what, but then, like, I just look and, like, I see Justice on top of the crow's ass. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. And I didn't, didn't get to get my camera out quick enough. Because <laughs> that would have been fucking great. But, uh, yeah, fucking Justice just jumping on all three of them right by ringside. Yeah, that was crazy as shit. I that That match right there is the one that, like, I'm very excited to watch on replay. Because that's also when, like, everybody and their mothers started crowding around. Because, like, where we were on the wall, there was, like, the two rows or however many rows of chairs and then standing room. But, like, a decent enough walkway gap to where the people in front of us weren't near us and, like, people could cut through easily. But then everybody started coming out and, like... I'm assuming it was Barkley Nation started crowding stuff up and like we couldn't really see anything. And it was just like, man, I don't know what's actually happening. So, yeah, it's time to get front row again. Uh, these tickets were an oopsie. We were lucky to get tickets at all. I literally bought my ticket earlier in the week. Damn. Yeah. Like we were going to buy them before they actually sold out and then we forgot. He did it, and um. So when uh John released, I think like ten or something, like on Monday or Tuesday, I was sleeping, and Stacy was like, "Hey, I'm wake up." John released tickets, and then Butters messaged me and was like, "John released tickets." Like, oh my god, fine, I will buy tickets right now, guys. Calm down. And then that was a whole calamity, and I'm glad I even got the two tickets then. So this is also like. One of those times there was no uh, 
crowd spot with justice of you know running and getting caught because at least at hell on earth like he had me and butters and i was just like well you know stacy's not here but like i'm i'm pretty sure you're gonna be uh pretty good with us and there was like a couple people around us that somewhat helped but it's like yeah, yeah i think you're gonna be good and I, th- I think he was yeah i uh i had ran to the bathroom during the entrances so i didn't know if he had actually ended up jumping into anybody or not so any uh any more thoughts on this this fucking crazy match um no not really um maybe if i can watch it before the podcast drops i can put a little sound bite or something <laughs> but no uh from what i saw it was crazy um can't wait to watch it on the replay and yeah it was good shit uh it was kaplan pinning isaiah broner for the win which that one kind of surprised me yeah i didn't know honestly how it was gonna go i was very pleased with the ending um it could have honestly either four of them could have won you know what i mean like it, it it was a good match, but like very cool that Kaplan got the dumb. All right, let's uh, move on to the main event. Wes Barkley versus Matt Cardona for the AIW Absolute and Intense Championships. And before this match started, or before even competitors came out, we got the We Want West chance. And so many boos for Cardona, which brings me to the question that I put on Twitter. Is Matt Cardona the most hated wrestler in AIW history. And I'm not talking about like, uh, we hate some of these wrestlers because they were pieces of shit. It's like in the moment that they're being booked and coming out and the booze that they get, who has been more hated than him? And I'm not even counting to like the short amount of time, just in general. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know much about like pre me going to AIW. Um, I know a lot of people hate Tim Donuts, but like this is way worse than that. Mm-hmm. This is way worse than the hatred of Donuts. And Donuts was, you look at that, it was definitely more of a gradual thing because when, like, I know when I was hating on Donuts, I was like one of the rare people in the crowd. And then over time, it started to grow. And I don't know if that was people like changing their mind on Donuts or maybe new fans showing up and going, nah, I don't get this guy. I'm going to boo him. But even then, like, I feel like. What we've seen, I mean, you see just people being liked kind of equally, and then you'll have it to where there's just like really good split crowds. Speaking of Don's, Don's versus Michael Hutter, aka KEC3. Fucking literally just this back and forth chant of Michael Hutter, Tim fucking Don's. Michael Hutter, Tim fucking Don's. Doesn't happen a lot. And you'll have people that are like mm-hmm. definitely like very much loved. Uh, you know, whether it be, you know, Gargano, uh, Don's through, you know, parts of his run, especially like going up against Gage originally when, uh, he was coming back from cancer. Like, you know, you know, he, he was loved. I don't know if I've seen it to this extent of hatred. So I am definitely one of the haters. And, uh, throughout the night and even with this, like, like some things that were said before the match, like Cardona cut a promo. I was questioning, like, could this be it? Could could this be a huge surprise that Wes Barkley gets the win over Matt Cardona? Like, the underdog story, he fucking picks it up, and the crowd goes fucking nuts? Huh. 
Well, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But any any thoughts on the match as is? I think too. Like, uh, if I'm going to put the same emphasis on uh, Myers and Bishop, I'm going to say the same thing with with Wes. I do love Wes, but Wes is not the star that Bishop is. And I'm not. No. I'm not knocking Wes. I mean, I think with Bishop, like obviously, like becoming the intense champion, becoming the absolute champion, even having becoming absolute champion and having that taking away from you and then like eventually winning him back a, almost a year later and like all that kind of story you know of the rip city shooters like basically Wes Barkley has been in Josh Bishop's shadow but it's because Bishop has a very big shadow and right. Wes has a lot of like he has some of the best like charisma that I, I've seen of any wrestler uh I think underrated on Mike skills and talking ability because we have not seen him do it as much. I would actually put him on the level in my opinion of like MJF, but with MJF, like I feel like we've seen a lot. We don't see the same thing with Wes, like even, you know, having certain conversations with him and like some of the things he's able to like slip in, like there's a, there's a mind that's like always working and I love it, but he still was definitely in Bishop's shadow, but I think Matt made him at least look comparable to Bishop. Yeah, the way that that was presented, was, I'd, I'd agree for sure. Um, I didn't really pay attention to like closer to the end of this match because I was like moving stuff around and getting shifted to the back. But I was standing in the back when the chair shot happened, and that was one of the weakest chair shots I've ever seen. Like Cardona, you're better than that. Come on, I can hit somebody with a chair harder. I don't remember the intensity of some of the chair shots. I think there is kind of like this thing I know with Cardona. Maybe not know for sure, but like even when you know you have the match with Gage, like some of like those uh, light tube shots seem pretty weak. But I, I only remember. I was gonna say I only remember the chair shot because I screamed about it being weak and some friggin' fan in front of me turned around and was like, you're weak. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Nothing. <laughs> Marks. <laughs> it's when you speak up and you're like, my dick ain't weak, bitch. Dude, well, no, the reason why I didn't really say anything is because when he turned around and said, you're weak, he kind of retreated because obviously I'm intimidating. <laughs> Little old me, little old me, yeah, <clears throat> little old me, um, <laughs> intimidating as fuck. Little old me, wanna get high? <laughs> you sound just like me, my god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, it, or else I would have responded probably to something to that effect because I was still feeling it at that point. Um, but yeah, so that's the only reason why I recall a chair shot being weak because of that specific interaction. <laughs> My name's Pam. I don't like ranch dressing. Wanna get high? <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, I think too. Like I'm not defending the dude, but I think no matter what, especially like with some of the chair shots we've seen during this show, <laughs> that were kind of like, "Ooh, fuck!" That probably like Cardona's hardest would still be kind of weak compared to some of the shit we've seen. Yeah. So one thing we we do got to mention early in this match, uh, PME started to come out, but they were attacked by bulking season and sent back to the back. So we didn't see them 
the rest of the night, and this was uh, pretty early in the match. And then um, someone came out in like an AIW hoodie and a Danhausen mask, uh, caused a kind of caused a distraction. I'm trying to remember, did they? I got. I don't remember if there was like a low blow, but anyway, uh, it turned out to be Chelsea Green to me. Made total fucking sense. Unlike, unlike some people, maybe some people on this call, uh, I, I was kind of happy to see her like in AIW because I'm hoping for a match out of this, but we'll see. But yeah, uh, Cardona was able to pin Wes Barkley to retain the AIW Absolute and Intense Championships. And then after the match, Cardona, Myers, and Chelsea uh, cut some of Wes Barkley's hair off and actually... I don't know if it fully made it out there, but like into the crowd, which was interesting. Uh, but Josh Bishop comes out and uh, makes a save, runs every, everybody off. And then um, challenge is put down at the next Akron show. Brian Myers and Matt Cardona taking a trip to Rip City. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, don't have to wait too long for it. That's uh, a little over a month. Yep. And uh, that's how we ended the show any other uh, final thoughts on cardona and west barkley no um sad they cut west's hair because i i love the sideshow bob hair um but it was a good match i'll at least give cardona that so yeah unfortunately we will be seeing brian myers and matt cardona well unfortunate to some we will be seeing them again in aiw <laughs> i would not be surprised I don't know if I would bet money on it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes all the way up to like absolution. Yeah. Like that, that's my realistic thoughts on it. When I might've been sitting next to somebody who said this, like after the, after this, like, oh, this is a storyline that doesn't end. I'm thinking, well, it hasn't really gone on that long. And in hindsight, or just like even me putting some thought into it, I would figure this ends at absolution. How we stretch it out that long remains to be seen because I mean, it could end before then, but we also had to get a t- this tag team match somewhere. Like, yeah, right. we had the four on four, but like not Rip City versus the Major Brothers. Like, I th- I think that's a that's a big deal, and it's a uh, a big match, another big match for Akron. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good for sure. All right, know. all right. Any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Um. So you can find me on the Twitter. Name is at Pamela Nicole, P-A-M-E-L-A-O underscore N-I-C-O-L-E-E. Um, sometimes I tweet for this Come follow me. We'll have a good time. Um, thanks to everybody who came to Toy Hero today. It's fun. If you're listening, appreciate you. Um, can't wait to see everybody at It's a Winchester show. And of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much I can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're able to listen to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as 
All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, Add Odds With Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mics, This Ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Hiya Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and be sure to use the 10% off code when you order of Cheers so you can save yourself a little money. Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And woo woo woo, you know it. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week